powerful collaborations, cutting-edge science, and curious minds coming together for a glimpse of the future. Stay tuned as we look at the latest updates on some of the most promising technology projects. It's the end of September, and partners from the project Visidia converge in Austria to work out some last-minute technical details. So uh, we discussed both what we had done in the last half year, uh, and we um, planned for the last three months what to do and to prepare for the uh, final delivery, so to speak, of, of the project results. And uh, we're in great shape. Um, we all know what to do to, to make uh, uh, the project finish uh, successfully. That was Bart Jacobs. He's developing tools in Visidia, and today they meet up at the Technicon headquarters in Filak for the last time as a group to applaud progress and address some open issues. I'm your host, Peter Ballant. Welcome to this episode of EUvation. Visidia, otherwise known as Verification Engineering of Safety and Security Critical Industrial Applications, is a European Commission-funded project which takes a serious look at building better software. Now, if you're thinking that has nothing to do with me, think again. Software is everywhere. Chances are, whether or not you're aware of it, you interact with software every day. Simply put, Visidia is a software tool which helps software developers ensure their final product is free from bad code that could cause security problems down the road. Every day there are more and more internet-connected devices and there's simply no room for any kind of breach. We have to do things now to ensure safety for tomorrow. This is exactly what Visidia is doing. Let's go inside the studio and talk with Bart to learn more. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us in the Technicon studio today. It's very good to have you here as you are in Austria for your technical meeting of Visidia. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here. I'm very excited about this meeting and about uh, our interview. Now, I was reading a little bit about Visidia, and uh, this seems to me to be very a very complex project. I'm hoping that you can uh, kind of make this simple for us and tell us in a few sentences, if it's possible, uh, what the Visidia project is trying to do. Right. So Visidia uh, is building a toolbox, so a set of, of software tools that will enable or that are supposed to enable or intended to enable uh, developers to um, ensure the safety and security of the software that they produce. Okay. So for me, this makes sense. But what about someone who's not necessarily interested in software security? Just the average person who goes out and buys a, a smart home system. Um, what benefit do they have? What, what benefit would they have as a result of Visidia? The benefit is that their smart home system will not get hacked uh, remotely, right, through the Internet by... Um, criminals trying to uh, either just um, perform vandalism or actually extract private information that they can use to steal your money, etc. So if my thinking is correct, uh, these devices, they're, they're all around us. They're smart devices all around us, and they affect everybody. So we could say by building better software, Visidia is helping everybody. That's right. Sure. I mean, more and more Consumer devices, as well as business devices, have software in them, of course, and uh, are also wired up to the Internet. 
the Internet of Things, right? I mean, it's, it's a, a trend that's a very strong and which means linking up all kinds of everyday uh, devices like fridges, etc., up to the Internet, which has lots of benefits, but also, of course, uh, risks. Um, and we have seen a number of uh, exploits or attacks that exploited these devices to to all kinds of damage. Very interesting. Do you have an example of a situation like this? So um, th there was a case of a smart uh, aquarium uh, being used to exfiltrate uh, information from a, an office that had this aquarium in it and some private stuff was being discussed in this office and it was, uh, you know, captured through this uh, smart aquarium. This is amazing. So when we hear a story like this, is it possible that with more robust software, this situation could have been prevented? Definitely. So the, in, in this case, like in most of these cases, it is through programming errors in the software. So people who created that software made some errors, some logical uh, errors that uh, they weren't thinking very carefully at that point. And therefore, this allowed attackers to um, exploit that error and insert their own code and their own commands into that device so that it would do what the attackers want rather than what the original developers want. Can you, Bart, explain to us your role in this project personally? Mm -hmm. So I'm one of the tool developers. So as I said, the, the project is developing tools and also validating them, using them in some use cases. I'm one of the partners that is developing one of those tools. So I'm developing the very fast tool, which tries to look for programming errors in uh, pieces of software. And when you say the software, are we talking about open source? Is what you're doing open source or is this proprietary in some way? So the tool that I'm building very fast is open source. So you can find it on GitHub. Um, and I've been building it actually since 2008 uh, with my group. And so this in the Facidia project, I'm um, improving this tool to make it even uh, better and more performant. And I want to get back to these specific examples. In a corporate setting, uh, what kind of attacks could take place? Mm -hmm. So this is not hypothetical. It's happening all the time. Um, attackers are using these programming errors to take over machines and businesses, so the computers in, in offices of, of, of corporations, to install what is known as ransomware, um, where the attackers encrypt, so make unavailable all of the data on the machines of the corporation, and then they ask the, the people to pay money, so pay a ransom to get back their data. And this is happening all the time, and it's costing uh, a huge amount of money uh, to the corporations, and it's also making the these criminals very rich uh, doing that. So this can't be legal. Why can't these people just be arrested and put away? Yeah, so we it's very hard to track them down. It's very hard to identify these people. Also, they are often in jurisdictions very remote from the places where the attacks happen, of course. So uh, that's that's the problem. So it seems to me that being proactive in this kind of situation is more important than even, for example, being proactive by locking the doors on your house. Because if somebody breaks in, they will catch these guys. With this cybersecurity realm, there's very little chance of, of, of catching the, the perpetrators. That's right. It's much easier to perform anonymous attacks, untraceable attacks in the cyber realm than in the physical realm. That's true. So indeed, uh, there's really no alternative to making sure that your software has good quality and is secure upfront. 
And so this is what makes Visidia so important then. Is, is, That's right. Yeah. yeah. So we're contributing to the state of the art and, and the techniques for doing that. The Visidia project is almost complete. Is this right? Yes. So it's only three months to go now. Okay. Can you evaluate how the progress has been to date? Are you satisfied? Are your project partners satisfied? Yes, we've done a lot of uh, good work. So we've made a lot of uh, improvements and uh, steps forward. Um, we have done many different things. So I can enumerate some. So myself uh, in my group, we have uh, developed new techniques for ensuring that particular kinds of programming errors in so-called concurrent software, software where multiple things are happening at the same time, um, don't go wrong. So uh, that you don't have deadlocks. So where pieces of software wait for each other all the time and no useful progress is done anymore. And this could lead to denial of service attacks. So by uh, applying the techniques that I developed, um, denial of service attacks become harder to uh, perform on this software. Did you encounter anything unexpected during the course of the Visidia project? Well, of course, we, uh, we shoot for the stars at the start of the project, and we always have to adjust our goals to the the real more uh, realistic goals uh, as as we go along but that's in a way expected um, i don't think we really had any major issues uh, during the project that's good yeah. Yeah. yeah with many of the projects that we're involved with we see some sort of demonstrator at the end or something tangible mm -hmm. um, at the end of Visidia, will there be anything will this toolbox be ready will it be um, able to be distributed Yes, so the answer is yes. Um, we will be demonstrating during the review meeting um, some of the tools that we've been working on. So some of the tools, they already existed and we've improved them. Some of them are new. And um, so yes, we will have a lot to show at the end. And this being the case then, what happens to Visidia after the project is over? Is there a chance for a similar follow-up project to take place? Definitely. So uh, I, I fully expect that we will uh, be able to continue this work after Visidia. So there's, of course, we have achieved much, but there's much yet to be done uh, afterwards as well. So if you look five years into the future, can you see a, a way that Visidia perhaps has helped the software development community? Can you pinpoint what areas you have helped with? So one, one major um, achievement of Facidia is that we now have much better support for verifying C++ programs. So that's one of the programming languages used very often uh, in all kinds of devices. And we have made it much easier to apply verification to uh, C++ programs. So I think, yes, indeed, uh, thanks to Facidia, many more devices will have uh, will be able to be uh, verified and, and checked for these uh, programming errors uh, in five years' time. And speaking of verified, uh, verified in Europe, this is a, a brand or a mark that is a result of the Visidia project. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Yes, so that's something we're developing uh, to make it easier for the end user, both as a consumer or as a business, to assess and be aware of the security problems or, or challenges uh, in devices and also the fact that certain vendors have indeed applied best practices to prevent security problems. So um, in this project, we propose a, a label, as you said, that vendors can put on their devices to indicate that they have applied 
the facility a toolbox to uh, ensure the uh, safety and security of their products. And this also is something that is tangible that has come out of the project. Definitely, yeah. 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 Okay, and I'm curious, what is it like working in a project where your partners are scattered all over Europe? Because the beauty of this project is the diversity of the team, um, but you're in different locations. How does this work for you? Yeah, so we have lots of meetings, uh, all in different locations. So that's fun by itself to to visit all of these places and all of these institutions that are our partners. It worked fine. Um, we have well-defined um, work packages signed to each of us. So uh, we can work uh, to some extent uh, independently. But as I said, we do meet uh, a lot and uh, then we coordinate our activities. So it, it worked fine. Yeah, very interesting stuff. And uh, I want to say thank you for um, taking the time to speak with us today. You uh, were very busy with this technical meeting, so I appreciate you uh, coming down to our studio to talk with us. And uh, you only have a few months, so we wish you uh, success in the upcoming time of the project and uh, in, in future projects as well. Thank you very much. This podcast has been brought to you by Technicon. The Visidia project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Program under grant agreement number 731453.